Well, the Cleveland Browns are no strangers to dome ideas. Well, that idea is reared his ugly head back again. We'll tell you if the Haslam's or the cities are, are the holdup on the whole thing, what is the option for the Cleveland Browns, and will they ever get a dome in Cleveland, Ohio? We've talked about this a lot of times, but I think we might have to go over it one more time. We'll do that and much, much more on this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB, the Locked On Browns podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube, on-air personality, 92.3 The Fan, barbershop open every Saturday morning on The Fan, certainly other appearances, a uh, bunch of great Cavs work, I guess about three games in four days, G. Bush had you covered over there, make sure you're following at G. Bush 91, and if you're not, certainly get your head examined, we appreciate all of you who make Locked On Browns your first listen every single day. Whether it is for free, always available on your favorite podcast platform. Of course, here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, notifications on, throw some likes on those episodes, help promote the show for you guys here. And if you got Roku, go ahead, search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You will find me and G here. You will find G in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You will get your Locked On Guards and Cavs coverage as well. Uh, obviously off season for the Browns, but this week, NFL combine week, one of the biggest weeks of the NFL off season. Uh, we have some things to get to in that genre. You know, the news starts to start popping this week about teams plans, maybe interest in free agents, their owns possible trades. We're going to get to all that. Uh, we're gonna give some thoughts here on what the Browns and the positional groups of Browns should have their eyes on this week in Indianapolis. Um, but the talk is out there again, um, and here's where it seems to be. Um, and look, the Haslam's, you don't get to where you are in life if you're the Haslam's without understanding, you know, what works financially, what brings more money, and what doesn't. The city, they may differ, and maybe, you know, a lot of this comes down to as far as, you know, what do we have to give to said investment as opposed to what are you recouping from said investment if we're putting more into it? If you don't know what we're talking about, folks, obviously, it's the age-old story, to dome or not to dome. Look, the city of Cleveland hosted the NFL draft a couple of years ago. That went fantastic. Also, keep in mind, you know, we're talking about you know pandemic-like circumstances, and they still knocked it out of the park. Cleveland Hall, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, huge, huge attraction within the city of Cleveland. So why is the question of a dome so integral? Look, first things first, you know, Christmas Eve, we all, I'm who we kidding, we all sat and watched. <laughs> there weren't many of you sitting in that stadium on Christmas Eve in negative 23, whatever it was, you know, in the prime of the day when the sun was out. Uh, it just... If for the team itself, um, you never have to worry about, you know, physical conditions, again, from Mother Nature. Uh, you, your players, it, it's a lot more consistent 
track as long as you can get the sod right, like we learned from the Super Bowl. Um, then you get to the aspects for the city. Um, look, I, I don't know if there's a city in America that basically looks at their financials and says, ah, we're good. We're good. Look, uh, you want to host a Super Bowl by building a dome in the city of Cleveland. Those chances go exponentially higher. You want to host a Final Four. Those chances go exponentially higher. You want to host a college football Final Four. Those chances go exponentially higher. There's a chance you could get the Big Ten Championship game there as well. You could get a WrestleMania there. And I know, ton, you know if you're not into it or not, but you have no idea what all WrestleMania brings and the financial resources it would pump into a city uh, over a long weekend. It just... I think we're getting to the point here, G, as more and more stadiums get built. And look, there'll always be certain places, you know, where the weather, you know, dominates that you don't necessarily have to factor that in. But it's just, there's just too much there, G, positive wise, that even if you go through the negatives, it gives you any pause or hesitation. It just seems like the easiest slam dunk thing to do. And there's nothing but financial positives. Yeah, it, it's always been, um, it, it to me, it's always been a no-brainer. I, I think a lot of times people um, nowadays are holding on to all these different, uh, you know, just, just traditions. They're holding on to a lot of different things. And I can understand change is a difficult thing for a lot of people, but it just makes too much financial sense. Um, you know, you get a, you get a place where you can use that building multiple days out of the year, put you on a, a, uh, a a VIP type of list as a, a uh, as a vendor or a facility for major um, major different things that come to town, whether it be rodeos or derbies or wrestling or or car shows or or comic cons and and or whatever the case it may be. You not open yourself up to getting individuals that can come from all over, visit the city, pour dollars uh, into the city, uh, and, you know, economically. And it'll it'll boost travel. It'll boost the the hotel, uh, you know, uh, you know, hotel capacity. You, you're now starting to build yourself up into you know places where people want to be. People want may look at this as a destination. And I go look at it at, at a couple other cities, um, Minnesota. Minnesota is you know they they, they between St. Paul and what Minnesota is doing. Guess what they're doing? They have the Twin Cities, and they they're they're able to to have all these events, venues inside. Obviously, somebody says, "Well, Minnesota's not is about the same. Uh, the it's not as cold as it is in Cleveland and Minnesota." I said, "But just take the Great Lakes region, Indianapolis, Dome, Minnesota, Dome. I'm still waiting for the Buffalo Bills to get a dome. They they crazy too. Um, you know, you you you, you could really do a lot with it." And it's just not, and, and you brought up a really good point, a really solid point too, was that, you know, when you look at these windy games, you know, there's been two or three games each each and every year where nobody wants no parts of that. And to be honest with you, I do the Browns pregame. I do the Browns pregame show every <laughs> single game day. So I'm going to tell you, and, I'm, and, and, and by the way, Jeff, I start the Browns pregame outside. We are outside every single one of these times. And I'm telling you what, bro, nine o'clock in the morning and I'm getting up at seven and it's as cold as you know what? 
man, nobody's at them games. We got to see a couple of diehards, you know, trickling in for the Muni lot, and, and they're all liquored up. <laughs> they got a they got about 17 <laughs> drinks in their system, staggering to the stadium to keep themselves warm. But nobody's wanting to sit out there. Get a nice little little retractable roof. You may be able to put, you know, the roof down some days. Um, still be able to get some some of the stuff that you have right now currently. But at the end of the day, man, uh, don't make sense for the players. It don't make sense for the city. It don't make sense for the organization. And I don't know why they haven't done it yet. But you also get to some other things, G. You know, if the building is closed, you don't got to pay people to clean up when it rains. You don't got to pay people to clean up when it snows. You ain't worried about trash blowing in this. I mean, there are so many. And yes, it's an exorbitant amount of money. But there are things that you don't necessarily have to do to main door uh, to maintain an indoor facility that you do in outdoor facility. It, it, there's just a lot more work to it. But look, we live in a day and age, and look, you know, and this is funny because the amount of times G and I have had these conversations about him going to freeze his butt off for three hours on a Sunday morning, and look, Crazy. nobody, look, at the end of the look, once in a stinking blue moon, and when I say blue moon decade maybe you're like all right whatever no as the years go on we become more and more pampered as people we really have and to be honest with you the weather usually is closer and closer into our factor so you know what you can do you eliminate that one blue moon where holy crap it's going to be negative 23 degrees of kickoff nobody wants it they don't and then you get into the other things that it can bring. G brought up a bunch of other things. You know, you're talking your Taylor Swift concert, 70,000 people. Taylor Swift would come play Cleveland. But imagine how much more appealing it would be to these big acts knowing you're playing for 70,000 people. Yep. Ching, ching, my friends. We are going to get in here now. Uh, what we're looking for, you know, there's some things you look for from NFL Combine Week. We're gonna dip. We're gonna dip into that. Uh, obviously, a lot of it comes from you know, the news, the scuttlebutt. You get a lot more idea of teams' plans, and then our third segment, we're gonna start kicking it a little bit to positional groups that the Browns and you fans should have your eyes glued to starting Thursday. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest locked on Browns. If you are looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, man, you got to try Bell Bar. Look, everybody just went through the holidays. Look, spring's right around the corner, which means summer's right around the corner. You want to look good. You don't want to compromise taste when you're eating something healthy, and that's why you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they are good for you. Perfect for a New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've talked about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're closer to Sam's Club, run in. Grab a 13-bar box with Hit Flavors, Brownie Batter, and Churro. And guys, you can thank me later. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G-Bush, Jeff Lloyd uh, in the building. Thank you guys for making uh, Locked On Browns your first listen of each and every day. Um, and listen, Combine is coming around. Um, and this is a big time, uh, obviously, for most of the teams in the NFL combine here. You know, for the Browns, who were, were terrible for most years, 
Um, our combine was our Super Bowl, right? You know, combine draft talk really permeated the air. But since the Cleveland Browns do have um, what they believe is a franchise quarterback, they have a lot of positions um, that are filled in terms of, you know, marquee positions. The Browns need to figure out what they're going to have to do at the, some of the other positions that do the dirty work, like defensive tackle, linebacker. We talked about safety a lot. We talked about wide receiver. Uh, so, you know, the combine is coming up, and this uh, basically is going to be um, something where the Cleveland Browns can can kind of fill some of those positions. Jeff, uh, Monday, um, coming up to, uh, today, excuse me, a D-line linebacker, um, and then we'll get to day two, which is Tuesday's D-line linebacker day two, and then you will get the uh, first glimpse also on Tuesday of cornerback safety um, as special teams. That's that's they're going to be their day one. Wednesday, um, D-line linebacker, they'll be on day three. They kind of staggered us. So you'll have uh, day two on Wednesday for the cornerback safety special teamers. And then the first day you'll get to see your run, your excuse me, your quarterbacks will be on that Wednesday as well. They'll have three groups in. Um, you'll see quarterback, tight end, receiver, day one. That's on a Wednesday. And uh, so for the Cleveland Browns, um, they'll, they'll, they've made this thing um, a whole long series. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, and usually, generally speaking, um, they kind of taper off. So by the time you get to Monday, next Monday, uh, it'll be day five of the running backs and offensive line. So um, for the Cleveland Browns, I think you'll be up to, to watching this because you get to see two of the positions that um, the Browns need the most, defensive line and linebacker. Um, and so, you know, this, this uh, class – has some um has some guys to watch, um you, you got you know guys like uh Jalen Carter obviously he's he probably will be the number one pick, um if they don't get a quarterback at the at that position Jalen Carter, um big fella six three three ten he is uh you know from the University of Georgia he just he just muddies everything up he's a monster inside Mozzie Smith is a name that we've uh, talked about over the length of time if you're been watching the draft from Michigan uh Adam Wade. Uh, this guy's his name. I don't know how to spell it. It's pronounced Adatamwa. No, Eddie Tom, Eddie Tommywell. That's it. Eddie Tomwa. There you go. Uh, he's from Northwestern. We're gonna have to get you a new new nickname, son. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Gervin Dexter is another guy from Florida. Um, there's a lot of different guys. Uh, Brian Breeze or Breezy. Um, I kind of like. I like Brian Breezy out of uh, uh, you know uh, Clemson. I like him a lot. Uh, small school guys. Um, you got Jared Clark from Coastal Carolina is a guy. Dante Stills from West Virginia. So you got a lot of guys in here that um, that really has some names. MJ Anderson is from Iowa State. Um, these are just some names to, to look up. Um, uh, DJ Dale from Alabama. These are underknown guys. Uh, Zach Pinkins of South Carolina. So you got a lot of guys. And, of course, Brian Young from Alabama as well. So there's a lot of guys in here. I think the, the thing you need to keep your eye on for the draft is if you if you really want them to be successful, uh, who's this? If you really if you really want the Browns to go after a defensive tackle, it might be uh, important that they might have to do it really rather quicker than later because I don't think it's a very deep draft inside, but it is a very deep draft on the outside on, as far as the edge rusher is concerned, Jeff. Well, one of the things here, and I'm going to start here, is um, they've done a little bit better uh, this year. Last year, they tried to have these guys do their on-field workouts 
but do the bench press before, which was just absolute lunacy because you had about more than 65% of the guys. I'm not doing both in one day. Absolutely not. And the whole point of the NFL combine is to try to get these kids to look their absolute best and put them in the best possible position to go in and have the workout of their lives. You don't max out on the bench press and then go put out a physical effort, which is basically the most, it's the most important on-field workout of your entire life. For, so the stupidity that they did last year with that is over. Um, I don't know if I like it any better that they're going to do the bench press the next day. And I still think you're probably going to get a lot of guys. If they go in there, hammer their workout, going to say, Brian's sitting around to pump, pump weights. You all come down see me at my school. I'll pump the weights there. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of guys, the way the training is done now, it's done one of two ways. If you've got answers, uh, you know, like the, you know, the quarterback from Alabama, he's not going to do anything at the combine. Why? Because right now the man is sitting at the Italian restaurant trying to put as much pounds on his body as he possibly can, because that's the biggest concern. Um, so he's not worried about that right now. I'll cut the weight and then go work out at Alabama where everything's comfortable, structured for him to look the possible best possibly he can. Um, so the way it is going to work, first day of workouts will be Thursday. You're going to get the defensive line of the linebackers. You'll get two groups. Um, for the Browns, obviously heavy, heavy interest will be in, on that first day. The next day, you're going to get your defensive backs, which is going to be another huge day. You get all the passing guys, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends on uh, Saturday, and then you're going to roll along with your running backs and your offensive linemen to close it out. Browns are going to be fixated everywhere. Obviously, that first day on Thursday, you know, they, you're going to be pulled up. You're going to be locked in. They're going to be dialed in to watch these big boys up front. Um, you know, everybody, well, I'd like to, I, th I think they'll handle it through free agency first. Well, that hasn't happened yet, and you have not signed anybody yet. So right now, the only belief you will have if you're the Cleveland Browns to fix your defensive line is through the draft. Until names start getting to paper, uh, you know, the draft is going to be your only resource. But speaking of free agency and names starting to get on a paper. This is one of the other things you start to get out of the NFL combine. Um, the only way I can describe it, and gee, you probably get to everybody. You remember the old coffee clutch your mom had with the other moms in the neighborhood? And no, we were just having cake and coffee. No, they were sitting, spilling, talking about everything and everyone. And let me tell you something, folks. That is exactly what goes on in Indianapolis. Who's getting extended? Who's not getting tagged? Who's getting traded? Who's not getting resigned? All these things start bubbling through the surface in Indianapolis. Go a little bit deeper on that. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Lockdown Browns, and we appreciate you all for making us your first listen every single day. Yeah, Jeff, uh, welcome back to the Lockdown Browns podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast on YouTube. Just hit that notification bell. Make sure um, you uh, hit the notification bell so you, you know when we go live. We will also tell you to follow at Locked on Browns on Twitter. We also post all our episodes up there as well. Uh, Jeff, you know, when combine season comes around, you know, we start talking about those those different individuals, who's on the block, who's not, um, who's who, who are guys uh, looking for uh, at certain positions and, and what guys are trying to show their hands a little bit. You know, for me, I think this – um, Deshaun Watson kind of spoke on this a little bit. He talked about, you know, with Quincy Avery in terms of saying, hey, look, uh, yeah, I'm going down. I'm going to holler at uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, just hang out. You know, he doesn't, you know, he didn't really, he didn't really say anything too crazy as ab about how he um, wanted to go about that. But, you know, the crazy thing about it, though, Jeff, is, look, he said, I'm going to mention his name. And those back deals, 
get done usually around this time. Deshaun Watson last year, when did that take place? Around this time of the combine. They went out there. They went to the combine. Andrew Barry was doing his due diligence, and he he stayed persistent on that. So my thing is I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, a, a guy like a receiver um, when you're talking about a uh, – when you're talking about a DeAndre Hopkins, possibly talking about compensation for him. Brandon Cooks is a name we've heard about uh, a lot. We'll figure out what's going on with guys like Michael Thomas. Um, we'll figure out what's going on with, with guys like uh, Bobby Wagner. All these big price names, the, the free agents, all those guys, teams that, uh, that have those guys, their agents will be there. They'll be around, and they're going to be doing a lot of chirping, trying to figure out deals and compensation for some of these pieces. And if you're the Browns fans, I, I think that more likely you will see a receiver move rather than I would say, I, I don't think you're going to see a, a, a high price trade for a defensive lineman. I don't, I don't think so. I think they'll go, I think they'll go draft. I think you get some depth and I think they'll be looking at some of the other free agents that have come in that are serviceable and try to roll over some of the defensive tackles. Um, edge rusher, I would I would see an edge rusher possibly in this draft. Um, I think they the edge rusher class is deep. I think they may look at that. And then um, finally, I think they will look at some depth um, in the secondary, as always, because they love corners. And they may um, take a look at uh, safety or take a look at something like that. But for me, I think most of the, the chatter will come in terms of can the Browns get a guy like an Amari Cooper or get somebody like that to, to go with to the offense as far as is a trade or something like that during uh, during the combine. With this front that we're talking about here, you know, here are some questions maybe, and I'm not saying we're going to get full-fledged answers to at this point, but, you know, some things as far as, you know, seeing which way a situation could possibly work out. John Johnson the third, Is there interest from another team in the NFL. Um, obviously, a lot of talk about, you know, where the Browns and John Johnson the third are. Maybe it's not working out for both parties. You know I'm saying? As far as – and look, again, the, you know, some of this has to be put on the Browns themselves. What you signed John Johnson – the player that you signed in John Johnson the third, you've never really allowed him to truly be that versatile type of piece. So the fact that maybe, you know, you're, you feel like you're not getting all that was invested into it, well – because he's not necessarily doing everything you asked him to do when you brought him here. You know, you asked him to be this versatile guy who was really smart, could make plays on the flies, and sometimes he thinks faster than the offense he's going against. But you start to hear, you know, could John Johnson be traded? Is there interest for John Johnson to be traded? You know, what are the Browns' plans with a guy like John Johnson? The other thing is we start to hear about, gee, potential markets for players. Obviously, there are a lot of free agent defensive tackles that are you know set to hit the market. As we all know, Deron Payne most likely looks like he's going to get franchise tag. You know, the four guys obviously from the Philadelphia Eagles. What are the financial terms there? You know, Hargrave looking to maybe get the biggest deal of any defensive tackle here. You start to hear about oh, we're hearing da 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 da. Reports are three years, fifty million da da da. Things of that nature, you know, so and so from said NFC West team could be available for a day three pick. This is the chatter that really, really starts to come at it of this week. Um, you know, Mary Kay Cabot must follow this week. Brad Steinberg, must absolute. These guys have absolute must follows this week. The information will start to pour on out about what, not necessarily what exactly the plans are, but about you know basically who will be in play. 
okay. You know, the Browns in 2020, they got to that combine. What did they do within first two days there? They got deals done, got deals basically agreed upon between Jack Conklin and also uh, Austin Hooper that set the preface. It set the, you know, the, basically what was going to be the success of the 2020 season. So there's a lot of work done here. Everybody thinks it's going just sitting there with a stopwatch and a pad, you know, watching some kids go out and make plays. There's a lot. It's not just the draft. This is basically the kickoff of the NFL offseason with everybody in one place and everybody obviously trying to get to the point where they can improve their franchise, you know, to take the next step. A lot of legwork goes into it. Um, a lot of schmoozing. Um, I, you know, I have had plenty of friends that I, I wake up. I will literally wake up in the morning to four, five, six text messages of, "Hey, so and so was with so and so from that franchise," you know, and, and <laughs> grabbing a martini at one o'clock in the morning. But there was some, there was a reason, you know, something was going on there. Those people were, you know, together for a reason. Possible discussions between agents, players. Obviously, front off person, front office personnel. It is, and again, it it truly is the coffee clutch. Everything gets spoken of, everything gets turned over, and heck, they might start to, you know picking on each other for their outfits. It's just the way it goes. It is a gab fest like no other. And again, one of my favorite weeks of the year, and uh, with uh, workouts starting on Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. Um, as we start to get to know the 2023 draft class a little bit more. But a lot of legwork goes into this, G, as far as setting up free agency ahead of time. Yeah, um, I, I think that it's, it's a, one of the parts of the progression. They're setting up the free agency, setting up the, um, their boards. They may go to the combine and, and look at a guy and thought he should have performed better, and then they have to reallocate resources and say, well, listen, we might want to go after a free agent because – we don't think we can get a, a good enough individual at this position at, the, uh, at when we're picking in the draft. So, you know, they, it'll be exciting to, uh, you know, see some of the, uh, the guys who do, do um, you know, flash a little bit. There's always some guys that are going to go to the combine and, and perform better than what we thought they would. And those names autom automatically are boosted above. But there are some, some really good football players that are going to go and not have a great day running, have a not great, great day on the field. And then they're going to be really good football players that could potentially slide in the draft to you. So that's why you you have to do your due diligence and why this is a very big weekend for the Browns, even though they don't have a first-round draft pick. Look, folks, I know the Guardian spring training is back. I know the Cavs, big win last night. I believe there's two at Boston this week, a back-to-back. -back. I get it, but, you know, you're a diehard Browns guy. This is a big, big football week. Four, your Cleveland Browns, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, et al. So we got to here. Look, the dome talk is never going to go away until the one day there's a definitive answer. If there's a possibility and there's a will, there's most certainly should be a way. Uh, starting to get to know the 2023 draft class, we will all go through this. I've been on a deep. She's maybe a tad bit behind, but she's also got the problem of he's got to cover three professional sports teams, um, whereas I can devote my time to just one. Makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, I'm over here with like the one course load. I'm the guy walking out the door by 1030. G's the guy there till three. And then usually got to stay after a little bit. So uh, we got to that as well. And of course, just the, you know, the business end of the NFL combine. And there is a lot 
to it, but it should be exciting week. He is Garrett Bush, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday. Also, you can check out uh, G on the Barbershop Saturday morning at W uh, 92.3 The Fan. Many opportunities to catch G over there as well. Certainly been doing a ton of post-game coverage for the Cavs. So make sure you check that all out. And if you don't know where to find the information, you should probably start by following at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns follow back account. Appreciate you all for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Always free, always available on your favorite podcast platforms. YouTube, subscribe, put those notifications on, throw some likes on the episodes for you boys. We continue to pump out as much great content as we can for you all. And if you got Roku, search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You'll catch G and I here. You'll catch G and the crew from Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You'll get your guards coverage. You will get your Cavaliers coverage as well. That's that for now, kids. All that being said, this is your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.